BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce Dear Media's first ever daily show, Good Instincts. If you've ever found it challenging to eat thoughtfully while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process. Because balance is key, and the less complicated, the better. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Okay, I'm kind of geeking out because you know when there's an influencer or someone online that you follow and you just like love everything that they do, you love everything that they wear, you just like think they're so cute and cool. Well, I feel that way about today's guest, Nitsan Raider. She just like is the moment. Every outfit is flawless. I found her when I was looking at Bachelorette content and she had like the most iconic Bachelorette. And I've been following her ever since. And I met her at Coachella and she was so sweet. And I was just thinking, I need this girl on the podcast. I want to hear how she keeps her life so together. I want to hear how she puts her outfits together. I want to hear about her business. She's a badass entrepreneur. And I am so grateful she came on the show. Nitsan has amassed over 500,000 followers across social media. And she's known for actually teaching creators and aspiring creators how they can build a brand just like hers. Her brand is called Mind Your Business. She has the Mind Your Business Planner, which I bought because I'm literally such a fan, you guys. I just bought the planner. Like, I didn't even DM her and say, can you send it to me? I bought it because I was like, I need to support this girl and I'm obsessed with everything she puts out. And she recently relaunched her Mind Your Business courses. So if you're interested in becoming an influencer and you want to learn from the best, you can take her courses at mindyourbusinessofficial.com and actually use code REALPOD in all caps for 10% off the courses. Nitsan like never gives discounts, y'all. Because she knows what she's offering is top, top tier. But she 
was so generous and offered to give a code for RealPod listeners. And I was like, um, of course, because if we have aspiring influencers or creators in the audience and you want to take her course, let's get that deal. So 10% off at mindyourbusinessofficial.com using code RealPod in all caps. It will only be valid for two weeks from this podcast release date. So make sure you jump on that. All right. Well, I cannot wait to dive in. This is going to be so fun. Let's get started with the one and only Nitsan Raider. I'm so excited to have you on RealPod. Thanks for coming because you're busy. You're like all over the place in oh. different places. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> this is my priority, you know? Do you like coming to LA? I love it. I love it. I feel like the more I'm here, the more it feels like home. So yeah. I would think sometimes LA could be like jarring. Some people love it or they hate it. And, and the people who hate it love to hate it. I know. I think the more you're here, you just kind of like... When, when something's home, you feel like you can like pick on it. You know what I mean? Right. But I love it. There's something so special about LA. And being in the content world and this industry, I think it's a completely different side of living here. Yeah. How did you even get into all this in the first place? Well, I had no idea. I obviously wanted to do this because this industry never existed before. But I went to business school and I studied marketing and I just like loved it so much. So I took all marketing courses and one of my entertainment marketing courses, the term project was to start a blog. So at the time I was really into makeup and I was like, you know what? Amazing. I'll start my blog. It was fully just photos of my mom and me like doing her makeup and I would write a little blog post and whatnot. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm going to get my blog on Instagram because that's what all the bloggers are doing. And then it just transitioned into fashion and I enjoyed it so much that I just kept going with it. Like that's essentially how it happened. Just one thing kind of led to another. That's the really short story. So do you think that if you didn't have that assignment in class, you don't know where you'd be right now? No idea. What did you think you wanted to do? Marketing? Well, honestly, when I got into business school, it's a great school in Toronto. It's the Schulich School of Business. When I got in, my dad was like, you have to go. I had no idea what I wanted to do, like many 17, 18 year olds. So I also figured everything in life is a business. No matter what I do, I'm going to be working for a business or start my own business. Let me just go and see what business is about. And then when we had our intro to marketing courses, I just like felt myself be so engaged and excited. I would raise my hand all the time. I had a friend even be like, why are you so active in this class? And I was like, I guess I really like marketing. Come on, dude. It's not cool. She's like, why are you participating? Like, she's like, would be rolling her eyes. But I just really like marketing. So I ran with it. I guess. I don't know. And speaking of fashion and the, the blog post you're making, I mean, that's why I love following you. Everything you do seems to just be like so perfectly done. Really? <laughs> and yes. And I do want to preface before we get into this conversation, like I think we've been getting away from this narrative. It used to be like someone with a perfect Instagram feed or who spends time taking a photo that was viewed as a negative. Whereas now I feel like we're in a time where I saw this TikTok that was like, when I see a girl taking photos on the street, get it, honey. Yes. Like get your photo, get the shot that you love, feel good about it. Yeah. So when we talk about this, like I respect and admire the artistry. I mean, my feed's completely different than yours and I love to follow you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think everyone has their own style, right? So I think for me starting, 
out. The industry was very different back then. This is like four, five years ago, maybe five years ago when I was even just doing it for fun. And it was very curated and it was like all about the perfect feed. And I honestly looked at it like a form of art. And I still do. Like there's nothing that makes me feel more inspired than just a feed that flows beautifully. I'm like, you know, that that's just the way my brain works. <laughs> and it's a mood that. board. Yeah. But now obviously the industry is shying away from it and it's just about being real and relatable so it's just about finding what works for you like I still enjoy a beautiful feed but I've definitely taken the pressure off and just you know do what feels right that's such an interesting point because you genuinely prefer and love this and it brings you joy but you're right the industry is like definitely taking a a I mean here I am we're on real pod but I have one of my favorite quotes from my mentor is be about it. <laughs> it's not really a quote, it's more okay, like a statement. Love it. But she's like, she's like, then be about it is always her thing. And it's like, if you really like nice things, be about it. If you really like a beautiful photo, be about it. Like as long as you're being yourself, that's what we want to get from people, you know? That's the thing though. I feel like I would put so much pressure on myself at the start to have this beautiful feed and make sure everything works. And I'd spend hours making it like this whole like puzzle. And I think when I really love my feed the most and what I do the most is when I'm like, okay, I know I enjoy this when it's beautiful, but I also enjoy being myself and being real. And I don't want to fake anything. My life isn't perfect. My life isn't aesthetic all the time. And I'm actually really enjoying where the industry is going or where it's been over the last even like year or two. It just just lets you be yourself a little bit more, you know? I feel like that kind of perfectionism, if we call it that, yeah. seems to have so many obvious pros. What would you say the cons are? Like, what are the things that you maybe don't love about what it like brings out about you that you do like everything to be perfect? I feel like I'm actually more aware, like more today than ever about the things that I don't like about it because it just overcomplicates things for me. I think something I'm focusing on lately is just letting go of the pressure of having things perfect. And, you know, not even micromanaging, like now that I have a team and everything, but being the type of person that I am, it's like, I like things in my way. I know how I like them done. And it's like the world's going to end if, you know, something isn't exactly as I want it. Or I don't know. I just, I think the negative side is it holds you back because it makes you overthink things and overcomplicate them. And really it's not that big of a deal. Right. You know what this is making me think of? Mm -hmm. In college, I was super obsessed with having perfect Instagram feed in the toxic way. Like I didn't appreciate beautiful aesthetic and the colors. Like mine was a more toxic approach of just like, I have to post a photo where my body and I look perfect so that the guy likes me or whatever. And I would get so obsessed with it that I could not even like emotionally move on to enjoy the evening unless I got the gram. And then if I did, I was like, like it was like my rush of happiness that I had this amazing Instagram post. Yeah. I feel that too, honestly, to this day sometimes because it's just the pressure of the job. There's so many platforms today. You want to be posting content everywhere. And now too, when it's not just my full-time job doing like Instagram and social media. Now that I also have a business, it's like I'm trying to balance all these things. So to me being like type A, if I don't get the photo sometimes, I also kind of get in that mood where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not productive. You know, like I need to be able to keep things up because there's so much going on and the industry moves so fast. But I really try to just remind myself to be present. Sometimes I'm too present and I kind of forget to post. And that's why I love dumps these days because it's just like, here you go. (laughs) Here's what I've been up to. 
but it, you, I don't know. It's a, it's a work in progress. And what's interesting is a lot of your content, it does the, the aesthetic. Wouldn't you say there's some effortlessness to it? Like it's the outtake photo. It's the blurred photo. But yeah. those are the ones that are like so That's specific. what people want to see today. You know, I, I look back at photos in the past where it was this like, specific pose and specific angle and anytime I do something like that now I almost know it's not going to perform like I'm at the point where I tell whoever's taking my photo like try zooming out try coming from underneath from the side like move around you know like people just want that that realistic relatable in the moment shot like candid shot and what worked three four years ago doesn't work today anymore All right. Everyone wants to save cash this time of year and America's best value meal kit helps you do just that. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, which means you can put the money you save towards gifts for friends, family, or, you know, yourself. We love a little self-care. I love every plate because it makes it so easy to have great meals. You save an extra trip to the market and you get sides, desserts, and snacks delivered with your weekly order. Max and I have such busy falls that we've had to figure out ways to have meals that aren't just always takeout. And every plate has been a savior. I mean, I'm talking vanilla delight cheesecake, sweet kale salad, garlic bread, protein bundles, and more. There are so many options and it makes it easy for us to have homemade meals. Every plate recipes also feature high quality produce and ingredients delivered right to your front door and ready to eat in six simple steps. The six simple steps is huge because your girl is a beginner cook. You choose between 25 weekly recipes from their ever-changing menu, and you can even swap proteins and sides to your liking. There are so many recipe categories. Max and I love to go for the quick and easy route because that is just what we need with our busy work schedules, and it has saved us so much time, and we've still had delicious meals. Get your first box for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code realpod149. That's everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code realpod149 to get your first box for just $1.49 per meal. That is up to $110 in value. So don't miss out at everyplate.com slash realpod, code realpod149. Okay, this next sponsor is The Real Deal. So The Real Deal that when Aubrey was visiting me and had literally two sips of it, she then ordered the massive pack. I'm talking about Element. It is a tasty electrolyte drink mix, which contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium. And electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. And I am not kidding you when I say if I'm having a massive headache, if I'm feeling low energy, if you had a long night out, you know what I'm saying, you wake up the next morning, Element revives you. I've truly never felt the instant difference in my body from something like this than I do with Element. Max is also addicted to it as well. Our favorite is the orange flavor. But if you're worried about which flavor you should order, don't worry. Because if you go to drinkelementy.com slash realpod, that's drink, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash realpod, you get eight single serving packets free with any order. So you make one order. You're like, I just want to try it. You get all eight flavors in the single serving packets so you can try them. And also it's risk-free. So if you don't like Element, you can share it with a friend 
or they will give you your money back, no questions asked. So you literally have nothing to lose. I hope you give this a try. Head to drinkelement.com slash realpod, drink, D-R-I-N-K, L-M-N-T dot com slash realpod to get eight single serving packets free with any element order. So I want to hear every little detail of maybe one of these, whether it's a brand post or something that you've done. Like, because when I see it on my feed, oh my God, can we talk about, (laughs) I'm such a stalker. (laughs) I loved your like blue fit with a Prada puffer. You know what I'm talking about? You have like the high socks. We just use that. Okay. So what, like, are you actually wearing that during the day shopping? Like what goes into getting that photo? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And we were on our honeymoon and well, here's the thing. I wore loafers. So it was cute enough and comfortable at the same time. Back in the day, I would like wear heels or bring a pair of heels in my bag and like swap for a photo. I can't be bothered to do that anymore. If I'm not enjoying myself out and about, it's going to show through in my content also. So yes, I was wearing it, but it's just so fun to wear an outfit that you're inspired by that makes you feel good about yourself when you're out in a place that you're inspired by, like Italy, which is where that photo was taken. So yes, I wore it. (laughs) Well, and I wanted to ask you, because I love your style and I'm trying to improve. This is so embarrassing given what I'm wearing today. It's been a long time. Oh, but do not even worry about it. <laughs> I have been trying to up my fashion game. How do you handle though when people are looking at you like, mm, that, that Ameri- they're probably thinking that American girl in her outfit. So try, like, you know, you know what? Do you ever feel like people look at you and they roll their eyes like, because it's like so dressed up? Like, how do you work through that judgment? Because yeah. I struggle with that. Yeah, but then I know there's also people who are looking at me being like, that is so cute. <laughs> So I choose to focus on that. Right. And it took time, but I don't really care what people think too much. I don't know if you saw what I wore to Coachella one of those days. It was these like basically loofah pants. That's what press referred to them as like these like loofah sponge pants. I thought they were the coolest things ever. And I still do. And I got a little bit nervous when we were about to head out for the day. They're basically these ginormous pink pants, right? Right, I remember. And I was like, okay, you know what? Whatever. I felt so good in them. And I definitely got a lot of comments on TikTok being like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. What is she wearing? This is so extra. But when we were out at all the Coachella events, so many people actually came up to me and were like, your outfit's so sick. I love it. This is amazing. And I choose to focus on that. And I felt good in it. So I felt like the confidence shine through. Mm-hmm. So it's just all about how you feel on the inside. This is reminding me about the freaking sparkly ass Swarovski crystal bow. I smack dabbed on the back of my wedding dress okay. for my reception. I'll have to show you a picture after, but it was beautiful. I know exactly what you're oh, talking about. Thank you. So the so that came with the dress. It actually comes on the front, to which I was like, okay, we need it removed, but I want it to be put on the back. And I knew, like, I love sparkles. I mean, that to me felt like me. And every any friend that I asked for advice, I was like, should I do the bow? And they would just go, it's so you, which I know isn't them saying, yeah, it's the cutest thing ever. Please do it. But there was someone made a TikTok reviewing my wedding. And like the one negative thing they said was, the only thing I wouldn't have done is the bow. Like, I just think it like Disneyifies the, and you know, I was like, it's fine because I knew this would come. Even my mom was like, please don't wear the bow. And I was like, it feels like me and I want to wear it. Yeah. But it's still hard for me to get past it in my mind. And I think when we talk about finding your style and I want to know like how you curate your outfits because Hailey Bieber is a huge style inspo for me. Amen. Amen. (laughs) But I've kind of been thinking, I don't want to put an outfit on and have people say that's so Hailey Bieber. Like I want to curate my own look of like what Victoria, what I would wear. Yeah. How do you go about picking your outfits? Because they're so cute. Like how much time goes into it? It depends the day. Like for a day like today or lately, I think that I feel the most 
comfortable and therefore confident in something that just feels more, I guess I want to say me. So like a pair of jeans, a cute tank top and a crop blazer, a leather jacket, like as long as I'm comfortable, I'm confident. And I feel like that's been more my style lately. And it used to be that when I shot content or put together outfits, if I knew it was going on the gram, I try to make it really extra because that's what people wanted to see. I wanted to make some noise. That's what's going to get engagement. But I think again, now when people want that relatable content, they want to see what you're actually wearing. I'm just enjoying, honestly, finding my style now, which I think is a lot more laid back and relaxed. Don't get me wrong. I love dressing up for nights out. I mean, just two days ago, I wore a denim outfit head to toe and it was just like sparkles everywhere. And it was so fun. But on the day-to-day basis, I think I just go with whatever feels comfortable for me, what I feel good in. And that kind of determines my style, if that makes sense. It does. And how much thought and like planning and time are you putting into, let's say like that denim fit? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm trying to evolve my style, but suddenly it's Friday and I'm like, oh my God, that thing is tonight. I have no idea what I'm wearing, Yeah, you know, and then also getting new clothes all the time. I'm like, I'm trying to create basics that go with each other. Yeah. So, I mean, how does the denim fit come to life? So that I saw just by scrolling Zara. And I was like, this is super cute. You're coming home with me. We're making this happen. But uh, you're coming yeah, home with me. <laughs> yep. But for me, it like those kind of fits happen when I'm going on a trip. So I know I'm packing and I'm going to be like shooting more content and going out. And I generally enjoy putting together outfits that are fun. But when it comes to like when I'm home, if there's like a dinner or an event, I also don't really plan my outfits for that. And I also am trying to figure out what my capsule wardrobe would be because I'm at the time and place now where I want to have my like amazing little black dress, my two blazers that I love that I can alternate, my favorite jeans, tops and whatever. And I can just like almost close my eyes, pick whatever I want and it looks good together. But it takes time to build. You almost have to, I feel like, I don't know, because I don't have my capsule wardrobe figured out yet, but I don't want to spend on new clothes all the time. Mm -hmm. I just want to have my like quality pieces that feel like me. They feel elevated. I feel good in them. And then everything just kind of goes together. That's goals. And I'm trying to do that. I need to do a huge clean out of my closet. Me too. I'm at a point where when I do my laundry, the clean clothes like don't have a place. It's like I've my closet's so full that I need them some in the wash so that everything fits. And then yep. the new ones are dirty and I put in the clean ones. Yeah. So I need to go through it. I want to get back to the let's go back to this puffer outfit when you were in Italy. So do you need to like get this gram before you guys go shopping for the day? Do you integrate it into like we're going to do an hour break? I try to just go with the flow of the day because I feel like in the past I used to, I would not be able to enjoy my day if I didn't get a photo. And my husband, Josh, was obviously a part of my life back then too. So he knows it. So on our honeymoon, I feel like over the last few years, I've really like changed that about myself because I didn't enjoy just worrying about the content. I generally just want to enjoy my life. And that enjoyment comes through in the content that I do get. So whereas Josh, we'd like start our day and he'd be like, oh my God, we have to get your photo or like, you're going to be like stressed all day. I was like, look, this isn't me anymore. I just want to have a good day when something's cute, when I feel inspired, I'll take a quick picture or I won't. And then I'll just put it in a carousel and deal with it later because life's just not about that stress anymore. I'm getting too old. I just want to enjoy, you know, I just want to have a good time. That's so cute though that he's there for you like that. Yeah, um, he's very supportive. Gotta love the content husbands. Yeah. They really, they really are patient. Yeah. Speaking of this perfectionism and how it looks, you posted something recently about body image, didn't you? I, I have find like, it. I have I have in the past definitely. It like every couple months I feel you like I need to something let something in. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let it out, girl. What is your relationship like with your body? Well, 
it's improved. It definitely wasn't good when I was younger. This is actually something I, I don't think I've really ever talked about, but I've definitely struggled with like body image a lot in high school, specifically in grade 12 around prom. There's a point where I'd be counting calories, like really working out to bring things down to like level out. It was really, really unhealthy. But thankfully, I was able to look at it from the perspective of health by seeing like different, whether therapist, life coach, my parents got me a trainer and I was really able to come out of it without, you know, anything being too, too serious. But it's the kind of thing that I still catch myself thinking about today and being like, nope, this is just like not how we're going to live our life. You know, for me, it's all about just feeling good in my skin and appreciating my body and taking care of it. And then I feel confident no matter what I look like. I feel like we both like because when you bring up prom, I completely relate to like it just at that time. And you were three years ahead of me. So you probably had it just slightly worse because now we're into like a better times when it comes to body image. But I mean, it was like normal. And I didn't think I had body image or food issues in high school. And then now as an adult, I'm like, wait, why was I having a slim quick shake when I was 15? Yeah, That's like not. Not right. (laughs) Or making like I used to put on my... I used to think that this was staying on top of it, like to write down every single thing I ate. Me too. I would track it in a tracker. My um, fitness pal? Yeah, R.I.P. Yes. Dead oh, to me. Canceled. Nope. <laughs> never again. But I even had a friend in first year of university being like, why are you doing this? This is so toxic. Why are you writing everything out? But it was almost like a form of control for me. I can't even believe I did that. Like there's, that's so boring. It's, I just want to eat what I want to eat, <laughs> like live my life, you know, but it's hard. It's badass like. that your friend said that. Yeah. What led them to say that? And were you were you defensive at first? Yep. Really? I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, you know, I have a fitness goal or I just want to know. But something inside, like, you know, when something's wrong and something doesn't make you feel good. And when you're getting obsessed with something, I definitely was defensive. But deep down, I knew she was right. That's always how it goes. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. whenever we jump to say like a no to something or an answer, that's when I try to pause and be like, if I take a breath, what's actually coming up right now? Yeah, yeah. You deep down, your gut tells you everything in life. As long as you just take a moment to like take a deep breath and find yourself, I think you always know the right answer. So how did those past experiences maybe like surface or come up as you created your brand online? Well, there's the element of comparison on social media, right? Totally. It's, it's horrible. And it takes a lot of self-work to get past that, whether it's people you don't know or people you do know. You are constantly looking at other people's content. You're looking at what they look like, whether it's their face or their body or their nose or their arms, whatever it may be, their hair. You're constantly comparing yourself because everyone's just trying to do a good job, right? So it's like, oh, this is amazing because she looks like this or she, you know, whatever it may be. But you know, I've, I'm very proud of where I am now. It's something that I feel like if I get those feelings, I'm able to stop them. But it's it's the kind of thing where like when I just started, it was really hard on me for sure. And also back then everyone edited their photos and yes. nothing was real. It was like, mm, it's hitting Facetune before the gram yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And even too, like I had been, have been at a place where I've had people like any photo, just no matter if it's being posted on someone else's channel, like it has to be proved, has to be perfect. Yeah. And it it it's a big insecurity to feel that way. And I also think too, it's like this warped thing of if you if I'm looking at a photo and every time I'm like, ooh, I could put my back in a little bit, I could make my butt a little bit bigger, I could just smooth my under eyes. It's like I'm looking at a photo and I'm going to find the critical thing. Yeah. And I'm at a place now where I try to focus on 
the moment of the picture. So if I'm with someone doing something and my mom or someone takes the photo, I don't ask to say, can I see it? I'm like, it's taken. It's taken of the moment. Like, I don't care. That's why I love disposable cameras and film because you can't see them. You're in the moment, you're in the zone, you're having a good time, you snap a pic. And it also just like, I just love the old school element of it, of getting it developed and seeing it for the first time. You can't change it. You can't do anything, but chances are it's amazing because it has that like grainy look. It's, It's like a full on memory in your hand. That's what photos started as, you know, like capturing a moment. So that's Honestly, I agree with you, but that's why I love shooting on film and disposable cameras. I love the look of those too. Yeah. I actually have like freaking 10 disposable cameras from my bachelorette months ago that haven't been developed. I'm yeah. waiting for them back. Oh, it's the most fun. I actually just spoke about it a few days ago with my friends, how my friend got her cameras developed. And I was like, remember when we developed my bachelorette ones, I was like fully in H&M with my sister waiting for a flight or something. And I got them sent to my phone. And it's so amazing to relive those moments. You have to get them developed. I can't wait. I, th- I imagine it's going to be like the very ending credits of Hangover where like they yes. all get around that one camera. It, it literally is. <laughs> to go through it. I can't wait. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, there are so many challenges in life that can make us feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent, And therapists are trained to help us figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. I go to therapy. Max goes to therapy. I have learned so many things in therapy about myself, my relationships, my life. It has led me to be a more curious and open and analytical, introspective thinker. I wish I could scream it from the mountaintops how amazing therapy is, how helpful it was for me, and how badly I want to encourage anyone who is curious or eager to try it or looking for help to do it. That's why I'm so grateful BetterHelp is a sponsor of RealPod. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched over 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. That's my favorite part. No waiting rooms, no traffic. Also, no endless searching for the right therapist. I mean, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And then if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. So it could not be simpler and BetterHelp makes it affordable. You can learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash realpod. They are giving 10% off your first month for RealPod listeners at betterhelp.com slash realpod. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash realpod. This episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. This is the one consistent part of my morning routine because some days I don't wake up at the time I want. Some days I don't cold shower, but every day, I drink Athletic Greens. And if you're wondering, Vic, what is Athletic Greens? Well, it's extremely simple. You just mix Athletic Greens, one scoop of it with water. You drink that. When you do that, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients, it supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, all the things. I take Athletic Greens because it's very hard for me to box check that I'm getting this nutrient and that nutrient. And Athletic Greens is simple, easy, and has huge, huge benefits. So when I drink it in the morning, it's like that mental box check that I am giving my body and myself the nutrients and support that it needs. Right now, it is time to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season, okay? That's no joke. 
Athletic Greens is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you, RealPod listeners, what, what, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash RealPod. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash RealPod to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You mentioned life coach. Are you in therapy? Like what's helped you with your struggles? I'm not in therapy, although I actually really want to be. And I need to get back home and just find someone that I connect with. But I, from time to time, do speak to a life coach who's amazing. And she actually helped me a lot with my eating issues and, and insecurities at the time. I'm all for speaking to someone, you know, whether it's even yourself, I guess, you know, like journaling is a form of like speaking to yourself. You just Mm -hmm. have to get it out because if you hold things in, you'll never be able to solve them. So I'm like a freaking therapy whore. I freaking love it. I want everyone to go if they can go. I want to work to get to a place where everyone can go because it is so amazing. So what is it that's inspired you to go? I just have been noticing things about myself that I just want to improve Or maybe it's like a quality of life that I want to have in the future that I think I will be able to get if I just talk to someone and deal with these issues, you know, like I don't want to have to try to pretend like I can fix everything myself. There's so many tools out there that and resources that are so helpful. And I think maybe even just by reading, I kind of understood that like there's so many amazing self-help books or even for business, like there's so much knowledge out there. You don't have it all inside you. And I think it's just amazing to just connect with people and seek that advice from elsewhere. I wonder if you relate to this because I just recently went back and it wasn't because I had some major thing that was making me cry every night. It was just, I don't feel connected to my life. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like I've got my phone and I've got these statistics and I've got these brand deals. I was like, but it doesn't feel one with when I walk down the street and breathe through my nose and look at the trees, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I've had the same realization. Like Josh and I, sometimes take walks at home, obviously together or alone. And it just hit me one day. I was like, we're always talking about something like either for the future or business or like strategy or like what we're going to do next, what we're going to have for for breakfast. Like, why are we never in the moment looking at our feet, like walking on the ground, looking around, just being present. And it's something I try to remind myself every time I'm out somewhere, even waiting for my Uber on the way here. I was like, okay, I'm like thinking of like what I know we're going to talk about today and like how to get here and then directions where my Uber is. But I took a moment. I was like, I'm in LA right now. It's so beautiful outside. It's sunny. Toronto's, I think, rainy right now. It's probably always rainy. 90% of the time it is. I was like, let's just take a moment to appreciate that we're here. This is going to be so much fun. Today's already a great day. You know? It's so true. I'm just like, I'm feeling so much because there's always something next. I feel like my whole life is my calendar. Yeah. And I don't like it. And I'm recently having conversations with my manager. I'm like, I don't want, like maybe I shouldn't accept as many deals. But then it's hard because I'm like, I want to buy a house. So I want to accept every deal that comes in. Tell me about it. Yeah. But but then I don't have, like what I feel like my, I saw this TikTok quote. I don't know if I'm 100% aligned with it, but I think it has a point. And it said, people who say, I can't, I'm really busy or I'm really busy are people whose life controls them. They don't control their life. Yeah. I don't 100% agree with that quote, but I think it brings up this great idea because I resonated. I don't feel like I'm in the driver's seat. I feel like the car is being driven and I'm hanging on for dear life. So we're all feeling like this, I guess. <laughs> so we all need to talk about it and figure this out because you're basically speaking my mind. Because at what point do we wake up and think I'm 70 and now there's nothing on the calendar and now I'm supposed to live my life? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> 
I had a realization that I was like, okay, I have no control over my calendar right now. And I quit my nine to five to be my own boss so that I would have free time and would be able to go out for lunch with my mom whenever I wanted to and have work-life balance and travel. But obviously as the business grows, you're busy and you have a team and you have a manager and you have opportunities and campaigns and you suddenly have no free time and feel like you can't even more so than when I worked like at a corporate job. So I'm trying to change that myself too. And I think something I realized just by reading too and and looking at other like inspirational people in the industry is I heard a tip or I read somewhere, I don't remember, but like a big CEO was like, you know what? I always block out a day on my calendar or maybe it's like two hours every day just to think because I even feel like I don't have time to think anymore. I'm just constantly like doing without being proactive. Like I don't have time to strategize or think or reflect even when there's a win, I almost never have time to celebrate it because I'm always like, okay, well, what's next? How do we keep it going? Literally, what's a win? The way what that is I win? am so desensitized to, it's it's bad. Like, yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift liked a TikTok I posted. It was so That's cool. Amazing. It was amazing. She's my freaking icon. But I'm kind of like, okay, yes, because I've literally been grinding out TikToks related to Midnight's for, since it yeah. came out, which hasn't been that long. But like, Everyone was like, did you die? And I'm like, I, that's the whole point of why I've been posting these videos was for her to notice one. Really? So when she did, I was just like, yes. Like it felt like, I don't know. But then I sit back and I'm like, if that would have happened, I don't know. I would have canceled my whole day and been like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. But instead I'm like, yes. Okay. And what? And what? It's like, how do I keep it going? What's my reaction TikTok? Like what's next? Right? What's my reaction TikTok? You're speaking my language yeah. because I'm like, I have to post that this happened. Everyone's telling me, Victoria, Victoria, did you see it? Of course I've seen it. I've seen it for two hours. I've been sitting here. I have it framed in my bedroom. Yes, I saw it. (laughs) I did. I've been, first of all, I was excited. I was processing it. And then I'm like, how do I show up on the internet in a way that's going to be viral to adequately, like it's everything is content. Even I know people who, my, my brother in his job, my friends in their jobs, like it's just this constant go live for Fridays. Why are we living for Fridays? Yeah, well, I've started noticing that the more my team grows and the busier I get, I just look forward to the weekend and I hate it. Like I used to wake up every day. I'm not saying I don't, but like, I just don't have time to think about this, but I used to wake up every day just like so excited. What am I going to create today? And now my schedule is more so meetings and strategy and reviews and touch bases. And if I create content, it's very strategized and it's for a partnership. I almost miss that free time in my schedule to just like live my life and document it. Mm -hmm. But I think that's just the give and take with growing your business. And you're one of the awesome things about you is you're not keeping any secrets when it comes to how to grow your business. And I know you just released Mind Your Business course to help other people who desire to be creators. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, have you then, do you think you figured out how to do this whole thing and like how to get or how to, how to get started like what does it focus on so there's two courses under the mind your business umbrella the first one is mind your business 1.0 now which i didn't know there was going to be a 2.0 because when i launched it it was just a passion project to share what i've been asked for the last five years of how to start how to reach out to brands how much to charge how to you know negotiate so it was a, it's essentially a crash course on how to monetize your social media. 
but it is more focused on Instagram because at the time when I released it, that was really the bread and butter of creators. And it still is the foundation of everything. And then recently I launched Mind Your Business 2.0, which is more so focused on video content. So it's not so much you need 1.0 to take 2.0, it just focuses on different things that have come up over the last few years or things that I dive deeper into like negotiation strategies and monetization streams as a creator because it's not just posting on TikTok and Instagram. There's so many more ways to make money on social media as a creator. So yeah, it's essentially just you know, sharing my knowledge over the last few years, even working on the brand side before doing this. So having worked on both sides, I was like, let me end the gatekeeping that are holding back all these emerging creators in a time where this is such a dream job. Anyone can do it. It's at your fingertips, but no one has the resources or the education they need to succeed. I think this is fascinating. So are you open about like how much you charge, how much you make, because I, I've done like an article with like Business Insider and they're like, can you give us your, your what you made in a year? And like, I don't, I don't want to be a woman who's not contributing to the future of yeah. candidness. But it's also, I think where it's uncomfortable for me is I don't think people understand how lucrative the business is. And I think it would honestly be met with fury. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. In both courses, what was really important to me was the rates. Because I just think that creators who don't have the knowledge are undercharging themselves. And also sometimes if you overcharge, you can actually lose opportunities, right? So there's so much power and knowledge. Them. Yeah. So I developed rate charts for Instagram and for TikTok. And it also relates through what I teach in the course to other elements as well. But how much to charge at every step of the way so that you're never in a situation where you're either undercharging or overcharging. You're given a ballpark based on where you are in different factors that I talk about in the course. And it's just been crazy to see students that I've had. This is obviously an online course. So I don't like teach them like face to face, but like they've been able to completely quit their nine to fives or it's, it's just been insane. Is there a minimum of followers though, like for that? Because you can't have 5,000 followers and be charging, I think like decent money. So the chart kind of takes everything into account, the rate charts I have, but it, there's no minimum followers required to take the course because I don't think that that's true. Whether or not you can get a paid partnership at that level, there's different ways, there's different value in partnerships, right? So it's like the course teaches you, it's not growth hacks, but it's how to reach out, how to build relationships, how to brand yourself, find your brand, and then you grow and then come the opportunities. But you also need to develop those brand relationships first and even work with the brand on a gifted basis and show them what you can do so that they can pay you. And for example, maybe a brand isn't paying you for your you know, reach and awareness at that level, but you can create user-generated content for them as a, you know, content creation basis for the brand to use. Maybe you're not promoting it, but you can make money off of social media with that. You know what I'm freaking loving about this conversation mm -hmm. from like an outside perspective is how if someone looked probably at your Instagram, my Instagram, like they don't see like a scheming smart businesswoman because of the judgment of like influencer, you just, you know, go to dinner and snap a pic and like, you know, so that and that bothers me. Does that bother you? Like, do you still have people? I saw people say to me like, so like, how do you make money? Or yeah. how do you? I'm like, what? I'm like, no one knows what goes on behind the scenes. And it's so much work. It's amazing work. I generally enjoy it so much, but it's so much work. And I think through launching Mind Your Business, I was able to get a little bit more like 
or I guess people do see it because they're aware now of what goes on behind the scenes more so. There's so much that I dive into to the course that they're like, oh, this is a full-blown business. Everything's a strategy. You do so much work, even like reaching out to brands, answering brands, you know, like coming up with content ideas. I always say it's like you're essentially, if anyone was to ask me, what what's a content creator? What's an influencer? It's like, well, I'm kind of running my own magazine, but I'm the photographer. I'm the model. I edit. I copyright. I strategize. I do everything, you know? That's kind of true, the magazine yeah. theory. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it definitely... It's a huge thing that I think I get sensitive about too because I don't know if this happens when you're out with Josh, but when I'm out with Max, he gets questions. How's real estate? How's broadcasting? I never, ever have people say, how's your podcast? How do you go about choosing a guest? Really? How's in, how, what, what brand deals do you have coming up? No one ever asked me about work. I get asked about it if I'm like on a Q&A panel and it's like, that type of thing. But no one in my normal life asks. And it's this weird thing where I don't know if it's subconscious or I'm extra sensitive to it, but it just makes me feel like they don't think I have a real job or they don't. I don't know. Do you ever have that? Or do you get people asking you questions? I feel like I have the opposite. I feel like sometimes when I'm around people, they ask so much that I'm kind of like, I don't want to talk about me right now. Like I try to pivot the conversation. Like you know, let's talk about you. Like, what are you up to? I just, A, I just get uncomfortable talking about myself because I feel like it's also imposter syndrome in a way. Like I'll have Josh next to me after dinner being like, why did you play that down? You know, like, why would you say that? I was like, I don't know. I like feeling comfortable. I don't want to go into it. So I feel like I have the opposite and I try to not talk about what I do so much, but because of the fact that I think people are going to think it's like silly and then I'll play it down, right? Like an achievement I'll have and be like, oh, it was no big deal. Like, I just feel like I have very few people in my life who I'll call and be like, listen, I need a vent right now. What do I do? And I'll tell them all the details. But then when someone else asks me about anything, I'm like, I don't want to get into this right now. Like, it's good. It's fine. How are you? You know, why do you think we do that? Why don't you like to talk about those things? I just never want to talk about myself too much. I don't know. Like, I think everyone likes talking about themselves. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I never want to come off as like, self-centered or entitled. And I, I also feel like sometimes people can't relate to my problems. I think everyone's entitled to how they feel and every job comes with different issues, but I never want to give someone the impression that like, I'm not who they thought I was. So I just rather not talk. And do you think it's like a sensitivity too? And this was kind of, you know, on TikTok, lots of debates on this, but obviously I think I recognize, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I must assume you're the same, that we have like a dream job. Mm-hmm. So in no world am I I love this. I choose this. It's the best. I think there's a million harder jobs than this. It doesn't mean that this doesn't take a lot of hard work. But I think there's maybe that element of feeling like we have such cool things we get to do all the time that there's like that guilt, maybe. I think every job comes with pros and cons and you just have to choose something that you're passionate about so that the cons are worth it or the pros outweigh the cons for you because there's no other job I would ever dream of doing given that I never knew this was a job growing up, I wanted to be a singer. So you know what? You got some pipes? I uh, No, no, that's the thing, <laughs> I don't. But I just think, yeah, you, as long as you're passionate about what you do, it shouldn't feel like work, but I'm not saying it doesn't take effort. Like I get really stressed out over different things and everyone's like a different person. Everyone's entitled to feel however they want to feel. Um, and everyone has a different personality as well. But I choose this stress because I enjoy what I do, you know, whereas if I was doing something else or when I worked at nine to five, given that I loved it as well, that stress maybe wasn't 
outweighed by the pros. So Mm -hmm. I decided to just do my own thing, you know? Yeah, no, I do. As we wrap this up, the last thing I want to do is just get some like quick freaking tips from you on how to organize life, pack. I need your it girl tips because I just think you have them. So I guess if we start with like outfit planning, it's Thursday. Let's say I have a date tomorrow night. Like how do you choose your outfits? Do you have a certain way you organize your closet? A certain rule of thumb for like, I clean my closet every once a month. I wish. No, (laughs) I honestly don't plan my outfits unless it's for like trips or events that are happening way in advance. And if that is happening, do you like try on every outfit and like it before you put it in your suitcase. I never used to, but I found that it really helps me to be able to try things on at home first, pair shoes with my look and my purse or whatever, snap a pic. That's like when I'm really feeling organized, given that I'll never even end up wearing things like that. I'll always mix and match, but it really helps when I'm packing for a long trip because I know what I have and I know the outfits, but it does take a lot of time. So it's like, I know for me, packing is like a whole day thing, given that like the first half of the day or probably 90% of the day is spent on putting things together and looks together. And then I pack my toiletries and put things in my suitcase. But I definitely like to plan my outfits together if it's a big trip or like big events, you know? Yes. Okay. And then back to what you said earlier about you being very type A in your apartment, being very spotless. Daily organization of life duties and tasks. I know you have the Mind Your Business Planner, yeah. which I actually bought as like a general <laughs> commoner because I was literally like following you. And I just think you you are so organized. You have such a everything together that I was like, I freaking want her planner. And I, I love a planner. My problem though is I do it for a few days and then I stop. So how do you keep yourself in a rhythm of writing yeah. down your to-dos? Do you wake up and do it 20 minutes before you start work? Do you cross things off at the end of the day? Well, here's the thing. The planner's undated. And it was for that reason, because every planner I've tried in the past, given that I've never liked the system in the planner, which is why I developed my own, but I felt like I would always fall off and miss pages. And I felt like I was wasting paper. So when I developed this planner, I was like, let's make it undated, where if you skip a day or two, it's not the end of the world. You skip a week. It doesn't matter. You write the date at the top and you carry on with your life. So there's no shame of like the the 50 blank pages between when you start. For sure. And I think too, in the pages, if you remember, there's like the top three priorities of the day. For me, that is the most helpful. It's figuring out what are the three things I have to get done today in order to feel productive. And they can be small. Actually, they should be small because you can't do like a huge task and just like three huge tasks will not get done each day but like the mini steps of them and then being able to take them off. There's a little bubble on the planner. You can just like take it off. You already feel so productive, you know? So for me, that's a huge, huge thing. But also there's like being able to plan in advance, like every Sunday night, I'll go in and figure out, okay, what am I working on this week? I'll write it down in my planner. And then each day I'll tackle something. But that's been very helpful for me. So you write it down usually the night before the day of. Yeah. So the Sunday night, I'll take my planner and I'll just outline, you know, the priorities for the week, what I have to get done, what's coming up. And then I'll go into each page in the planner like each day and figure out, okay, Tuesday, I have this call. I'll write it down in the today's schedule. Tuesday, I know I have to submit this. I'll put that in the priorities. If anything comes up, I have there's like the notes section. Mm -hmm. But each day I'll kind of scratch things off and move on to the next day, if that makes sense. But on the Sunday, I plan out my week. So I'll like put little things in. And what are your non-negotiables for mental peace, positive mental health? I know when you walked in before we were recording, you were telling me a little bit about boundaries. But what are just a few things that you think have helped create more zen in your life? Asking for myself. (laughs) I recently started meditating, which has been, I think, life-changing for me already. I used to hear people talk about meditating and be like, that's so like 
voodoo. Like I can't really, I don't know how you just like sit there and meditate, but it depends which type of meditation. I really love the superhuman app. It's more so like affirmations. There's different lengths of time. There's walking meditations, like chilling meditations. There's anything for anyone's lifestyle. And I just find that that's just been amazing for me to take a moment for myself, especially in the morning and just set myself up for success. And before I go on my phone, before I do anything, just listen to words of affirmation, whatever the topic is about that day. And just, it completely changes your energy completely. Like I literally open my eyes after the meditation and go, whoa, I feel like a different person right now. From just carving out the time to be. Yeah. And it could be three minutes. It could be 10, 15. For me, it's like, just, I know sometimes like I'll feel the resistance to meditating, but I know that when I do it, I'll feel so good. So if I'm feeling a lot of resistance to a lot of my mind, maybe I'll do like three minutes. If I'm really feeling chill, I'll do like 10, 12. And it goes by so fast because you're just like in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You're just listening to these like beautiful things being said to you. And I've honestly, I'm a really big believer in manifestation as well. So I feel like when your energy is like abundant and positive, you're attracting such amazing opportunities into your life, which keeps you wanting to do it more. Right. I had meditation as something I wanted to prioritize in my morning routines. I did this morning routine solo episode a while back. If you haven't listened, check it out. I've kind of fallen off the wagon a little because of feeling like there's just chaos with every day that if I'm up late finishing a podcast or something came in, whatever, that I then want, I'm like, I need one more hour of sleep. And then I'm like, I could wake up 10 minutes before this call. And then it's, you're right. The energy is affected because yeah. you start the day in the passenger seat and I need to wake up and carve that time to have more time in the driver's seat. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done. I feel the exact same way, but I'll really try to go to bed at a certain time and know that not everything has to get done today. It's just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like the planner helped me a lot because I know like what I ne absolutely need to get done in order to be able to move on with my life and progress my business. But I know that sometimes you will fall off and sometimes I do go to bed late or I do need an extra hour or I'll skip a workout or I'll skip meditation. Like when I travel, I don't think I meditated once since I've been in LA because I'm just out of my zone, the time zone's off. But it's just so important to prioritize feeling good. So if mm -hmm. I know that something's gonna make me feel good and I'm saying this to myself so I can listen back to this episode and make sure I'm doing this, but it's like make time to do what makes you feel good because that's the only thing that's important in life. So true. Yeah. Last thing, do you have like a motto or a mantra that is getting you through these days? It's a really basic one, but for me, it holds a lot of meaning. It's everything happens for a reason. I know that's like on every t-shirt, every like sign on someone's doorstep, but I think it really is true. Everything in life is meant to teach you a lesson. I don't think you always understand the lesson or it takes time to understand them, or at least there's something to learn from everything that happens in life, you know? So that's what gets me by a lot of things. I love it. Well, Nitz, thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I really appreciate it. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of Real Pod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or a review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with Real Pod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of 
upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.